It's not always fun and games for first responders. Uh, zero five central, can you show me in pursuit? But sometimes it is. Oh my God, he's not wearing pants again. Sometimes it's dangerous. Flipping around, look out, look out, look out. Sometimes it's not. Antler Boulevard for a snake in a house. And sometimes it's just plain stupid. Chihuahua in his lap on a lawnmower. This is the stupid side of first response. Do I really have to go to that? This is code 0.5. Come in 0.5. All right, everybody. It's Jason along with my co-host, Rich, in Victory Brand Studios, and we have settled our differences. He's come to realize that Ford is just a better product than Chevrolet. (laughs) So we're gonna we're gonna stir this back up. <laughs> been been how many days? Now? <laughs> we're gonna bring it back up. Yeah. So, just gonna mention before we get too into everything, um, Victory is actually running a sale right now. Victory Vape. Uh, they have in the what is it? Mod location and a Tecumseh location, normal Norman location, all those. But they've got a buy two get one fifty percent off. On their disposable vapes. And they carry Elf Bar, Geek Bar, something called the Esco Bar, uh, Eris and Hyde, and many other popular kinds of tanks and mods. So you guys should go check them out. I even bought one of those. When'd you get the gummy worm? Gummy bear? Rainbow bear is what it's called. Sounds about right. Yeah. Fitting. Everybody at work was making fun of me because I had one of them. And I always call them a douche flute. <laughs> <laughs> but then I came walking up and they're giving me hell. And they're, I was like, yep. And the, f- the flavor is rainbow bear. <laughs> and you had a new call sign. So here you go. <clears throat> um, and you know the reason why I brought the vehicle thing back up again? Why is that? Is because it goes hand in hand with the guy I'm going to talk about how, cause this guy's stupid and you know, you like Chevy's and it's kind of stupid. And okay. I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to not to. <laughs> One thing we both can agree on when it comes to Ram, did you know that they set a record for most recalls by a vehicle product in a year? Ford did? No. Dodge. Oh. Okay. So they had the most recalls in a year on a specific vehicle. I can't remember which one it was. So they set this record, and it was like in 2019. Did you know in 2020 they broke their own record, and then like in 21 they broke it again? Really? Yeah. (laughs) It was three years in a row. It was like 17, 18, and 19, or 18, 19, and 20, something like that. You know, I just thought about it. Renix is pushing a Dodge journey. Yeah, see. That's what he's got. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's a getting it. I mean, we're, we're going to be looking at our stats from our episodes and people are going to hear that we're talking crap about Dodge and our yeah, numbers are going to plummet. Going to plummet. <laughs> oh, I just, I, I can't, I hate them. You're always working on those damn things. Yeah. But anyway, you got to witness this one. Yes. Phone call that I had. Oh yeah. <laughs> you even recorded it because. Yes. <clears throat> I don't. Well, I don't know. We probably shouldn't play it, but oh, but anyway, the guy calls me on a uh, it's a, a child custody issue, and uh, 
he lives in one state and this girl lives in another state. Well, they're currently married and the kids are act would be actually her stepchildren. Mm-hmm. And the kids are with her. Okay. So the guy calls me and he's like, Hey, you know, we're going to start a divorce, blah, blah, blah. I need to get my kids. And she has them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so what are you calling me about? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I just need to go over there and get my kids. And I'll, I go, okay, go get them. Yeah. I mean, they're your kids. She can't keep them from me and just go get your kids. Run along now. Have a nice and day. he was like, well, I really can't. What are you talking about? Well, because of that protective order. I was like, oh, so you can't make any contact with her? I was like, wait a minute, are the kids on that too? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, then you can't get your kids. Mm-mm. And then the conversation was basically over. Oh, yeah. Cause, and I even looked at your reaction because you just kind of looked at me like, what in the holy hell? Because the guy starts screaming at me, mm-hmm. uh, called me, uh, what you, I know he called me a dumbass a few times. Mm-hmm. And, and it was all because he wouldn't listen. Oh, I was like, look, dude, yes, I understand that, that you have full custody of your children. Okay. But there's a protective order that says you cannot have any contact whatsoever with your children. Right. So if you go over there and you try to get your kids, as soon as you make contact with them, you'll go to jail. Yep. And then he's like, but those are my kids. I have custody of them. And I go, you're not listening to me. Mm-mm. I understand that they're your kids. But right now you can't get them. And I think I even explained to him the only way that you can do this is if you get somebody else involved. And mm-hmm. I couldn't explain it to him, like get an attorney involved. No. They can set up a time for like your mother to go get mm-hmm. them, your dad, an uncle, somebody. The, but he kept cutting me off. Even then, though, he still couldn't be around them. <clears throat> Yeah. So, I mean, you could, you could send somebody to go get him. He still, still couldn't be around him. Yeah. He couldn't. Yeah. So I'm like, you need to work something out. You need to get an attorney. You need to have them go talk to the judge. You need to figure something out. And before I could explain all this, he's just cussing. He's yelling at me and I'm getting frustrated because he just, if he'll just listen to me, then we don't need to do any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, that's, and then finally I get to a point where I'm pissed Okay, I'm done dealing with him, and I think that's about the time I looked up and you've got your phone pointed at me. Well, for context, though, it started out as a normal phone conversation, but as soon as he had said that he couldn't, the guy wouldn't be able to get his kids, I mean, that it just, it was, I could hear it from across the office. I could hear this dude yelling at you. Yeah. And that's why I pulled my phone out. I was like, oh, this is not going to end well for this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and he he's argumentative and he just he won't listen. And then finally I was like, look, dude, if you will stop talking and listen to me, mm-hmm. I'll explain to you, you know, what you need to do. And then I told him, I said, oh, and he wouldn't listen. So I was like, look, this is what's going to happen. You can go over there, and when you get there, the second you make contact with your kids, I'm taking you to jail. Mm-hmm. And then he starts ranting again, and I go, look, dude, you're not listening to me. And that's when he got really loud, and he goes, look, dumbass. Mm. And that's when, I, <laughs> that's when I was like, listen, you stupid mother. And mm-hmm. I was like, if you talk, 
if you raise your voice and keep talking, and while I'm trying to talk to him, he's interrupting and all. So I just pull the phone down and hang up on him. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, oh, it's crawling all over me. I'm angry, you know. And he goes, I was like, wait a minute. He told me that he's been talking to a deputy for a while and that this guy told him he could go get his kids. Mm-hmm. Well, in the area where these kids are at, there's only two deputies that work there during the day. Mm-hmm. So I call the other one and I was like, hey, have you talked to this guy about getting his kids? And he was like, uh, I talked to somebody that it, like lives in a different state. He goes, that's, um, and I go, is it Missouri? And he was like, yeah, that's the guy. He goes, he called me and said that he wanted to get his kids, but then there was this protective order involved and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, and I told him, you can't get those kids. Right. And I go, well, he told me, you said he could. And he's like, no. And he goes, matter of fact, he goes, before I ever talked to him, I talked to his mom first. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and the mom actually has custody of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. So the guy called me and just lied to me. And he goes, yeah, he goes, I talked to both of them, and the the children's grandmother is the one that has custody of them, mm-hmm. not the dad. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I understand it all. I understand the protective order now because he's very short-tempered and starts yelling and screaming at me. And, well, you know how it is. Everybody's tough over the phone and mm-hmm. on the computer. And then um, – the he said that the what would be the grandmother she was more level headed about it mm-hmm. and she understood but she was trying to figure out how they could and he goes and I explained it to her and then I didn't hear back from her he goes but I guess this guy keeps calling back in because he has no damn sense and doesn't understand mm-hmm. and I go well that's probably why the mother has custody of him because the dad's an idiot mm-hmm. yeah that guy's a I'm telling you man we got to play the audio and make this dude famous because. No, because I got pretty heated, and that's when I called him a stupid, you know what. Yeah, but I think he called you a stupid, you know what, several times before that. Yeah, but I kept my cool as long as I could, and then there towards the end, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to call somebody that's wanting help and then let them, you know, Mm -hmm. insult me and yell at me, and uh, that's not happening. Yeah, and then like. Say, for instance, there would have been a way. It's like I'm less inclined now to try to help you because of the way you're acting. Yeah, and if he'd have been, you know, would listen, then we, you know, I probably could have helped him figure something out. Mm -hmm. And then if I'd have known the whole time that it was actually his mother that had custody of the kids, and Mm -hmm. I'd be like, look, dude, just call your mom and have her go get them. Mm -hmm. Just have her bring that order, and when it shows that she's got custody of them, we'll be like, hey, you know, she's the guardian of these kids. They have to go with her. Mm Mm-hmm. And then explain to mom, hey, dad can't be around him, though. Yeah. We had one like that recently. Uh, kind of couple going back and forth, and they decided they were going to split up. And uh, I don't know the reasonings or anything behind it, but the uh, female party had filed a protective order in tribal court. And so she's telling him this. And, you know, of course, he hasn't seen any paperwork, doesn't know, you know, anything about it. She's probably just BSing him and all that. And so he's like, look, I'm done. I'm taking the kid. I'm going going to my mom's and whatever. So he's trying to leave with the kid. And, you know, she calls. And I'm like, great, big old civil issue. So I get over there. And I found out about the, the tribal thing later. Well, while I was out there with them, I got a call from a tribal officer. And they were like, are you familiar with these people? Because they were just over here. And, you know, supposedly there's an order. I'm trying to figure out if there is 
blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, actually, I just got a call to go to their house. And she was like, okay, well, I'm headed that way. Well, I'm waiting on her to get there. And since there's, you know, tribal stuff going on, I mean, obviously, they're going to have the, you know, the bigger chunk of what's going on. So I get there, and the dude's like, uh, he's trying to explain everything to me, and I'm like, okay, man, look, we just we just got to hold tight. Like, this is going to be a tribal jurisdiction thing. I'm just hanging out. We're just keeping the peace until they get here, and they can explain if they have any paperwork or what. It's like, I'm just here making sure everybody's cool. And he starts that, oh, am I being detained? I was like, no, you're not being detained. Well, am I under arrest? No, you're not under arrest. Okay, well, then I'm leaving. Well, I wouldn't advise that. I mean, just me, but I wouldn't go anywhere. Well, I'm taking my kid and I'm leaving. I was like, if you do that before they get here, it's probably not going to be good for you. Well, he's my kid. Well, yeah, he's my kid, but I've told you that there's a tribal officer on the way over here to talk to you guys about this situation. And then he does the whole, so I'm being detained. It's like, you're not being detained. I'm just saying. And then he starts in trying to, you know, come at me. And I'm like, look, just cut the bullshit. Let's just just stop. Yeah. I'm saying that you as a grown-ass man should just chill out for a minute and get the other side of what's going on. I mean, you can leave if you want, but if you're not supposed to be with them, it's going to be bad for you. It's like I have no idea what their paperwork says. And then anyway, come to find out there actually was an order in place, and he ended up getting served. So and it, was, it was just one of those deals. But, you know, he started getting heated over nothing. It's like nobody was in any trouble. And, like, the entire time, you know, I'm there, so the kids are already, cause kids are already upset because mom and dad are bickering. Dad's trying to leave with the kid. Kid wants to go with dad. And he's he's telling the kid, like, no, I can't go. Daddy's in trouble, you know, because the police are here. And I'm like, you're not in any trouble. Well, then the kid starts crying. Yeah. And then he's like, don't go. Don't take my daddy to jail, you know. And I'm like, dude, he's not going to jail. Nobody's in any trouble. You know what I mean? Like, we're just... Your dad is a child and yeah, is we're overreacting. Just, he just needs to be an adult for a minute. Well, one of the things that really got me is once he got the order and he had noticed that there was an order, he turned around and he's like, well, that's it, buddy. I can't ever see you again. I can never see you again now. Your mommy's made it to where I can't see you. And, like, got the kid all riled up. Yeah. And kids started crying and stuff. And, like, I, I ended up explaining it. I was like, look, buddy, you know when you you and your sister bicker back and forth, mommy and dad send you to your room, Right. Then he's like, yeah. I said, okay, so that's what happened is that mom and dad are fighting too much. And a judge has told mom and dad they both have to go to their room and they can't talk to each other right now. It's not forever. It's just for right now. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And so he ended up getting, ended up, was able to get him kind of calmed down, of course. But it was, it was kind of a up and down and up and down the entire time. But I just, you know, people getting mad about something and then they want to turn around and ask you for your help when they treat you like shit. Yeah, and see, that was a perfect way to explain to that kid what was going on. Yeah. But dad just can't comprehend or put that together just to get his kid, you know, to chill out for a minute and make mm -hmm. sure everything's calm. And and even the tribal officers were like, look, man, there's no need for all that because, you know, well, no, I can never see you again, buddy. I'll never see you again. And it's like, dude, you're blowing this way out of proportion. Yeah. This is a temporary thing. Yeah. You know, like but then want to act like a jackass and then want us to stand by so he can get his stuff. You know, then he starts out, well, can I get this? We all stay here. We all let me do this. And it's like, I'm not inclined to do jack shit for you after the way you talked to me when I first got here, Yeah. but I'm an adult. So I'm gonna go ahead and let that ride. And yes, you need to get what you can get. Yeah. 
you know, and then they, then it gets into the, well, I want to take, you know, whatever this is. And, you know, that reminds me of a story about how, you know, people's behavior can sometimes change our actions or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I made a traffic stop one time. There was two vehicles driving in a school zone and they were going a little excessive and I needed to stop both of them. Mm -hmm. So I turned my lights on the first one in front of me. He pulled over. Then I got up to the second one and got them to stop. And as soon as they stopped, then I signaled for the other one to Mm -hmm. pull over and I successfully stopped both of them. Mm -hmm. Well, the first vehicle I go up to and I'm talking to him, it's an adult and he's just, I don't know why you stopped me, blah, blah, blah. And all that. And I'm trying to tell him, dude, you were in a school zone. The school zone wasn't over with yet. And you know, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't going to write him a ticket. I just going to tell him, you know, hey, y'all need to slow down, pay attention, because there was a kid that got hit in that school zone at one point. So we're all over this about people doing the speed limit. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, he's just treating me like shit, going at me and all this. Well, I go back to my car, check him. He's got no warrants and all this stuff. And I walk back up there and I'm talking to the guy, and uh, he's still being a shit to me. So I hand him his license back and I said, you know what? Long time ago when I first started, this guy told me, he said, make your decision on what you're going to do before you ever approach the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And he said, when you get up there, he said, if they start treating you like shit and then you go back and decide to write them a ticket when you weren't, mm-hmm. he goes, you just let them influence your traffic stop. Mm-hmm. He said, don't let anyone ever control you. Mm-hmm. And the guy kind of looked at me and I said, so despite you being an asshole and treating me like shit, mm-hmm. I'm not going to write you a ticket. I just want you to slow down because we had a kid that was hit in the school zone not too long ago, and I want mm-hmm. them to be safe. And he goes, uh, and just sat there looking at me. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you all right? And he goes, man, I'm sorry. He goes, I shouldn't have done that. And I, it's like, look, that's all I'm trying to do is look out for these kids' safety. And mm-hmm. if I, and if me stopping you and just letting you know to slow down through here, save somebody, then I did my job. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, I'm so sorry. He's like, thanks for what you do and all this. And I'm like, that's fine. And I was like, do you know this other person in front of you that I stopped? He goes, yeah, that's my daughter. And I go, now, is she going to be an asshole to me like you were? And he was like, well, she better not be. And I was like, well, why are you saying that if yeah. it's okay for you? Yeah. So I walked up there and talked to her, and she was just nice as can be, you know. And I said, yeah, I go, your dad was a jerk to me, but, you know, I told him that I wasn't going to give him a ticket and all that. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah. So I said, just slow down for me. And she's like, okay. And as I walked back by, he goes, well, and I was like, oh, well, she was perfectly nice. I was like, she's I go, I guess you raised a pretty good kid. And, you know, he was like, man, he goes, I felt like shit. And then when you come back up here to me and told me that I raised a pretty good kid, he goes, man, I I feel like I'm about this damn tall. Yeah. I was like, see, and go, you don't, I go, I'm just doing a job, man. Yeah. Nothing there. And he was like, man, I'm sorry. And he told me, he's like, you've changed my whole perception and outlook of law enforcement. And I was like, that's what, I mean, everybody thinks, you know, when they get stopped, it's automatic ticket. And I mean, I can't say that a lot of agents, you know, a lot of agencies are that way. Like some of them are just hardcore, Yeah, you know, they're, they're about writing tickets. But I mean, when you, you stop them just to tell them, you know, Hey, you know, you got something wrong with your frigging tires wobbling or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you walk up and you can't even get a, Hey, how you doing today? You know, it's an automatic, they start screaming at you. You know what I mean? Then it's like, okay. Yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous. And see, I stopped old boy before. 
because his tailgate was still down and he had a ratchet strap that had fallen out and he was dragging. So I stopped him, tell him like, Hey dude, you better secure that. But, and you know how they, uh, Oh, McVeigh, how he got caught mm. was he didn't have a license plate on his vehicle. Yeah. No license. Something plate. like that. So, and that's all it was. So anytime I stop somebody, I still go ahead and run them, make sure they don't have any warrants or anything, but you know, it's no ticket involved. It's like, Hey, you know, you might not know this, but your, you know, right running light is out, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, okay. Thanks. Cause, and I know it says that people are supposed to inspect their vehicle before mm-hmm. they ever leave, but nobody does that. Yeah. Now I've, I've gotten people, you know, they've left the gas cap dangling and the little fuel doors open and all that. Oh, and yeah. So you light them up real quick because some cars, it causes issues. Yeah. You know, so you light don't them up real quick. Don't even, like, you know, when you stop them, they're freaking throwing their hands up and, yeah. you know, starting to cuss. And you can see them rummaging around for all their crap. And I just walk up, put the thing on, close the door and turn around, and go back to my car and drive off. It's like you just got yourself all wound up for nothing. Yeah. You know, like there's no reason for it. Yeah. We're people too. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't start my day getting yelled at. Well, we both start our days getting yelled at anyway. So, wife, wife, yeah. <laughs> we usually end our day getting yelled at on Mondays and Thursdays. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. All right, let's go on to our traffic statute. Traffic. Okay, remember? Uh, oh, a few weeks back. Whenever that, or have I talked about this before? I told y'all about the guy that got into the shoulder and then made that right turn whenever I was making the right turn and almost caused a collision. I don't think I talked about the statute yet. No, I don't. Oh, no, you had brought it up. We had talked about it, but I don't think you talked about it on here. Well, this is talking about when a driver of a vehicle, when you're at an intersection, if you're making a right turn. Okay, and once again, we're not attorneys, and this isn't legal advice. This is just coming straight from the statute. It says, a driver of a vehicle intending to turn at an intersection shall do so as follows. It says, right turns. Both the approach for a right turn and a right turn shall be made as close as practicable to the right-hand curb or the edge of the roadway. Okay, that's all it says. Mm-hmm. So you go and look. The definition of a roadway is that portion of a highway that has been improved, designed, or ordinarily used for vehicular travel, exclusive of the shoulder. In the event of a highway includes two or more separate roadways, the term roadway as used herein, blah, blah, blah. So it says that the roadway is the portion that's designed for travel and it excludes the shoulder. The shoulder is not part of the roadway. Mm, it's just the shoulder. And then it says on here, the shoulder is a portion of the roadway contiguous, contiguous with the traveled way. And it's for accommodation of stopped vehicles for emergency use and for lateral support of uh, the base and the surface. So it's for emergency uses, and it's for stopped vehicles. You're not supposed to use a shoulder to make a right-hand turn. Mm. So if that guy would have continued on, and then I make the right turn, and then he does too and runs into me, Mm. he's at fault because you can't make a right turn from the shoulder. Man, see, and there's one area in particular, and it's up here on 9, and, like, it's a a four-way, but, like, you can turn and go north. 
And every single time, like I'm, I'm guilty of that because every single time you got people moving at like highway speeds and stuff. So I'll like jump over, you know, and then get in there to slow down and then make the turn instead of just, you know, yeah. trying to stop in the middle of traffic. But yeah, so I guess I'm technically not yeah. doing that. I just do it so, you know, because you never know if people are texting or whatever. They slam on their brakes or going to slam into you. And then, uh, yeah, we're trying to get this finished up and fucking retard Renix just walks in. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that one old boy, I don't know what the hell he was thinking, but he caused an accident. Hmm. Um, my stupid criminal says Kansas floppy disk. Uh-oh. And I vaguely remember what the hell this was about. Uh, it can't be good. And this happened, uh, I don't know. I thought, oh, Kansas. I already said that once, dumbass. Uh, as the notorious BTK, Dennis Rader, would bind, torture, and kill his victims. Mm-hmm. And then write taunting letters about it to the police and the news media. Mm-hmm. Raiders' reign of violence lasted from 1974 to 1991 and claimed at least 10 lives before he disappeared for more than a decade. Mm. He resumed writing letters in 2004, though, and set himself up to get busted. In January 2005, Raider wrote to the cops, Can I communicate with floppy disk and not be traced to a computer be honest so he's asking them this question the police responded in the affirmative with a newspaper ad as raider instructed the btk killer then sent authorities a floppy disk that he didn't realize contained encrypted metadata that directed them to his exact location nice raider is currently serving 10 consecutive life sentences in kansas so this guy is an idiot, but he's freaking heinous. He's a he's a heinous asshole. idiot. Yeah, he killed ten people between nineteen seventy four and nineteen ninety one. So I've got a little bit of a. It's kind of a what do you call it? Uh, a conspiracy theory. I guess it wouldn't be a conspiracy theory. Kinda maybe. I don't know. But you know the thing that happened in Idaho. Yeah. Okay. So. All that was going on in Idaho, and then, of course, you know, naturally, groups of people like your wife and my wife, who are non... They're internet detectives. Internet detectives. They jump together, and they get in this, like, 4chan thread, and they start going through everything, right? Yeah. And so, one of these people that's in this 4chan thread starts, like, asking these questions. Well, his his first deal is like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a thesis on crimes or whatever the crap is. And so he's like, I'm going to ask a series of questions or some crap. But anyway, so he gets on there and he asks this weird stuff like, you know, how long do you think it took? And uh, just all these weird, weird messages. Uh, But one of the ones was something about uh, the police finding a sheath to a large hunting knife or K-bar style knife, right? Uh Well, apparently in all the crap, that had happened in the evidence that they found of that in those, in those murders, they actually found the sheath of a K bar underneath one of the victims that had DNA that traced it back to the suspect. Uh So now people think, but they're not a hundred percent sure. I, in my infinite wisdom (laughs) would say that 
the person that was in the 4chan thread that was asking the questions to all these other people was actually the killer. Oh, and they can't find his freaking like all the stuff he put. They can't find it no more. And some people had screenshotted it and stuff. But oh, they can't find it on Facebook anymore. Yeah, it's not there no more. The account's been taken down, and that's just so happens to be when they had arrested the suspect in that. There's no more communication from that. Well, you know how it is. All I have to do is send Facebook a search warrant, and then they'll freaking ignore it or take damn forever to get it done. And Facebook is horrible. Facebook is horrible. Just so you guys know, Facebook is horrible. <laughs> and it's it's seriously like when you're looking into like CP cases, because I've talked to your your guys' CID on that, and like he'll go and like they have paperwork, I mean specific paperwork you have to send in, but there was this one paper that was in there that had to be sent in, but it was hidden in an area or you would overlook it. And so you would send in your request and Facebook would notify the suspect that law enforcement was requesting access to their messages and all that crap, giving the suspect time to go through and clear everything. If you didn't include this one piece of paper, yeah, it's like, it's like they go through great lengths to hide these things. Like, I don't know who would be okay with CP, but if you tell Facebook that you're trying to get a hold of this, you know, seize this account to be able to investigate CP they tell the dang suspect what you're doing. Give the suspect time to go through and clear everything. Like, why would you do that? Well, I've always thought that they've been supporters of suspects and they care could care less about victims. Oh, it's ridiculous, man. Anyway, that's another topic for another day. Yeah, it is. It is. All right, God, we're getting off here because I hate you guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> Everybody will be like, wait a minute, do you hate... The people that are in here? No, I hate you guys. I'm wanting to get out of here. <laughs> that escalated. <laughs> no, you like Chevy, remember? Yeah, I hate but... you guys. And then the bastard walked in. Oh, bastard's a creeper. Oh. <laughs> See, and he walked in, and he's staring around the corner at me, and I'm like, am That's I in I'm a saying. display case or something? Yeah, he's looking weird. He's doing that Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> creeper look. All right, guys, we're getting out of here. Later. You have been listening to Code 0.5, the lighter side of police work. If you have ideas or suggestions for our show, we'd love to hear from you. Visit our website at Code05.co. That's Code05.co. And please consider making a donation at our Patreon page patreon.com slash code zero five be sure to use the digits zero five thanks for listening to code zero point five